0: Uh, Hi, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Market Shapers. I am super excited today because I am joined by the absolutely incredible Paulette Green, and we have done this before, but you were the one asking me questions. So I'm happy to return the favor and have you on so I can ask you some questions. So, one, thanks for agreeing to do this.
1: It's my pleasure.
0: Awesome. One of the things that we wanted to talk about today is you have a big passion for relocation. And that is something I've found to be a little bit unique, especially if someone of your caliber, with your success, with the team that you have. Because sometimes people maybe have a love-hate relationship with it a little bit. And you have such a high passion for it. I really kind of wanted to dig into that a little bit today. So maybe what we'll start with is just talk a little bit about where that passion for relocation comes from.
1: I do. I have a great passion for, re- for relocation. And I think a lot of it comes from I love people and so because I love people um, it's just neat to meet new people and help them relocate to Dallas and help them find just the perfect place for them and I, I, I feel good about myself. I feel like when I get somebody in my car I'm going to really be the best person to help them find just what they want. Um, so I just love it. I, I, I get excited about it and I know that I'm going to become friends with them it's fun to learn about their family, it's fun to learn about their interests, it's just fun to take them under my wing and know that I'm going to find them just the perfect home.
0: Right. And I think a little bit maybe about it is when someone's moving here, yes. they don't have the connections to all the other things that you know, would happen in a new city that you move to. So you kind of become that resource. I mean, you're expanding your sphere in that sense, but you're their go-to person for almost everything, I would suspect.
1: Absolutely. Everything. And, and you know, I'm blessed because I have a, a group of people that help me facilitate what I do. So, when, when I first meet my relocation buyer, you know, upon the very first conversation we're talking and I'm trying to understand, you know, as anyone knows, it, the biggest thing that you can do for somebody is listen and try to understand what they are really, what's really important to them, and and different things are so important to different people. But once you nail down what's really important to them, and you show them that that's going to become important to you, you then begin to develop some sort of a trust relationship. And I try to get that developed even before I meet them over the phone. And as soon as I know they're coming in, I might have two weeks of conversations with them, sending them emails, discussing properties, dis- I'm going to see schools, right. just anything that they say that they find is important. I'm going to try to be way ahead of the game so that when they come to my office and sit down, I have, I look like the, uh, you know, I have so much information and knowledge to share with them.
0: Right. Talk, I'm curious about working with a, a buyer who's relocating to North Texas as opposed to maybe a buyer who's already here and what that experience or journey, life cycle of working with Paulette Green or someone on your group looks like for a reload buyer versus a buyer who's already here. I mean, is it a longer path because you've got to educate them even on schools and where to live? Or I'm just curious what the differences are there a little even bit. You
1: know what? Not always. Sometimes the relocation buyer's quicker. Mm-hmm. I usually, you know, than the than the in town buyer because the in town buyer usually thinks that they, you know, they have more time to find what they want. So they're not um, necessarily looking for something that they can move into in June. They're looking for sometimes the perfect house, the perfect lot, and the perfect neighborhood. So a lot of times that takes longer. Mm-hmm. So. As much as you need to be prepared for the in-town buyer, you really need to be prepared for the relocation buyer because they have deadlines in mind. They don't really know where they want to live. So it's really important on the get go that you let them know you that you Gain a trust factor right. because they're going to start asking you questions. Well, where do you think is better? Do you think it's better for Alan? Do you think it's better for me to go to South Lake? And if you don't really understand what's important to them, you can't advise them properly. But when they gain a trust level with you, you can actually tell people it will take one day. Within one day, we're going to drive around and we're going to see as many places and cities that you want to see. We're going to join into certain neighborhoods so that you can sort of get a feel for what that neighborhood brings you, and then I'm going to be listening, and I'm going to be understanding what it is that's important to you. And then I'll be able to say to you, you know what? You're not going to find what you're looking for at the price range you're looking for in this city. Right. And so what you want them to do is when you say that to them on the second day that they believe what you're saying.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I think that's interesting because I think it's a good point for everyone to kind of keep in mind is that because of the access to information that a buyer would have that the real buyer conversely to what you my first suspicion might be is that the real buyer probably has done more investigation online about school districts and areas than maybe the local buyer um, you gotta have maybe have to make sense of that but they're coming in probably pretty prepared which was interesting to hear um, at the end of the day so when you when you're working with a relocation client what what is the kind of the experience that you're hoping that they walk away with like when they go to describe to the friends and family, maybe from the town they moved from, or the new people, they, co-workers they have here, you know, what is the experience of working with Paula Green that, you know, in the day, you're trying to deliver?
1: My prayer is that when they are through working with me, that they're going to say, don't tell somebody else, you've got to use Paulette, and here's why. First of all, you can trust her. She's going to tell you the truth. She's knowledgeable. She knows what she's talking about. She has a lot of experience. and." You're gonna feel like you're her only customer, even though hmm. she's got a lot of customers. Right. You are gonna feel like her top priority. And that's really what I hope they can go back and
0: I say. I think it's a great, it's a great way to phrase it. It's awesome. And and you missed one thing though. She also brings you food. <laughs> like so go that. ahead and just tell everybody <laughs> what just happened, what were you just asked for from one of the um, reload buyers? It get? was it was
1: special. Um I was, uh, it was Saturday and one of my customers called and said, I know this is a strange request. Are you busy? And I said, well, no, no, what do you need? And she said, well, you're not going to believe this, but my husband is in the house and the moving trucks are behind him and he can't get his car out and he's hungry. Is there any way you could take him lunch? And I said, well, of course, And um, just get him in. She said, well, call him because he'll tell you exactly what he wants. So I picked up the phone and I called him and I go, hey, what can I bring you for lunch? And he goes, I want 12 cheeseburgers and six orders of fries. And I said, you're kidding, right? 12 cheeseburgers? And he goes, yeah, I've got to feed the movers, Paulette. And I said, oh, I'm right there, I'll be right there. So there I went, 12 12 cheeseburgers. But you know, I know that sounds silly, Um, No, I'm just getting hungry right now, actually. No, but the thing is, it really is, I mean, about service. No matter what he would have asked, I would have done it. And, you know, 12 12 cheeseburgers, through McDonald's, it was quick. Yeah. And it was cheap, so it was not a problem. But, you know, um, the other thing I didn't mention is that I always tell people, you know, you might think that this relationship's going to end, but you're going to hear from me monthly you are going to get things from me all the time and so this is this is just the beginning right. of a long term relationship. So we've
0: talked a little bit about the fact that you do manage a, a large real estate group and so I'm curious about the challenges that come along with that when you have someone on your team to ensure that you distill down that the, the Green experience so that when that team member is working with a client the client is getting the experience of the Polygreen group and so there's a consistent experience across Everybody who's part of your group. So maybe explain a little bit how you do that.
1: Chris, the, the first thing I think that happens is when I bring someone to the group, I tell them, you know, we have to think alike. Our mindset has to has to be the same about how we view people, about how we view service, about how we have patience, because the things that that the way I treat people is just an innate part of who I am. So, you know, you can't have somebody in your group or on your team that doesn't have that same sort of level of commitment to others. Mm -hmm. So if somebody would find it, uh, you know, if somebody is um, not a grateful person or doesn't feel um, doesn't view business as grateful and people as important, and doesn't have a level of service and wanting to take care of people through the wrong person. For right. My You're gonna have to value alignment between yeah. the two of you. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, you can you can train people to right. do a lot of things, but you, it's hard to change the core of a person. Yeah. So um, that's the first step, and then I really, really, really try to lead by example. I mean. Every single day, and every single thing I say, as my group hears me talking to other realtors, as my group hears me talking to my customers, you know, I try to lead by example because if I'm not treating people the way I expect them to treat right. people, then it's just not going to filter down. But it's really not an option for me, you know, if you're in my group and you're in my team. You know, you are going to value that person, that customer, no matter if it's a, 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 a somebody's home you have listed or somebody's home you're selling, and sometimes that's challenging just because sometimes you don't get treated absolutely the way you would love to be treated. Right. That's just reality. But with all of that, you have to treat that person the way I would want you to treat them because, you know, at the end of the day, um, they're paying you,
0: you're not paying them. Right. Well, and even beyond you know having your own real estate group or team, um, you know we are all part of the Eddie Holly family of companies including David Miller and Williams True and um, the way one of us behaves is reflective upon all of us and so you might lead your team by example but you're a great leader by example for our entire company. And appreciate everything you do. Thank you So thankful that you sat down with us today and everyone thank you for uh, tuning in to another edition of Market Shapers.